Welcome to the Bare Naked Health Podcast, where I interview health and wellness practitioners across the globe to see what sets them apart. You will find out why they not only teach and talk about health, but how they walk the walk as well. If you ever wanted to see what others are doing on a daily basis to get healthy and be able to implement in your life, then you're in the right place. Also, I'd like to invite you to go over to BarenakedHealthPodcast.com and take your free brain health quiz today to see where the health of your brain lies. And for taking the quiz, you will get a copy of my book for free, The Four Morning Secrets to Perfect Brain Health, shipped to your door. Hey guys, I'm your host, Nick Horowski, and welcome to the Bare Naked Health Podcast, episode number 40. In today's episode, I interview the natural warrior, Michael Vandenbosse, or MVDB, as he goes by. Be sure to stick around to learn about MVDB's principles of uncertainty and how you can use them in your life starting now. Find out why routines, especially morning ones, are so important, as well as how MVDB plans to work with the Dalai Lama himself. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Bare Naked Health Podcast. And on the show today, I have Michael Van de Bosse. And That's I probably screwed of- that up, but it's MVDB for everybody. That's going to be the easiest way to refer to him here. Michael, again, welcome to the show. And first question I ask everybody here is, tell us about your health journey in 10 sentences or less. Wow, in 10 sentences? Well, let me tell you that it first started, or the, the thing I most remember, started with panic attacks. And um, that is where it led to uh, fungus and parasites and um, really eating a very healthy, very clean, becoming aware of uh, how, I, how addicted I was to bread, let's say, and uh, how you can have your own focus over your own uh, decisions, right? You, you can decide whatever you, you want. And that's basically been my uh, health journey for now. And that's what I inspire people with. So that's where everything comes from, the, the panic attacks, let's say. Do you want to share what else? The, so what have you done in overcoming that? Like you said, you like you, you, you developed like a better eating habits. You have been able to decide what you want. But are, were, there, were there any pivotal shifts that really kind of like got you over that or really that you were like, hey, that kind of just realized that in your mind where it's like, I can get beyond this. And how did that go for you? Well, let me tell you that Fear is a powerful motivator. Please expand on this because I, I saw one of your uh, videos that you had and I, I believe it was called The Principles of Uncertainty and it talks like fear was one of the first things you talked about but you talked about I believe it was uh, a few like seven other principles right uh, in and around that. So if you wanted to expand even maybe on all of those that would be great for us please. Do you mean all the seven principles? Yeah I mean start with the fear but if you want to share some of the others that would be fantastic. Sure. So the reason I put fear first is, like I said, fear is the most powerful motivator uh, for people, right? They, it, it gets you going. Believe me, it's like when you've got panic attacks um, where, where I was, 
I was, you know, I, I didn't dare to get out of my own bed at a certain moment, you know. Uh, and that's what motivated me to take action. And uh, like I said, it's like the most powerful motivator to get out of some, right? It's linked to our ability to uh, fight or flight, right? So, and, and that's what we've been doing basically for millions of years, right? So we had to run from uh, a lion and now there are, there are no more lions. You know, I don't see any lion shopping at the mall for this, at this moment, but it, it, it's, uh, we still have that ability to fight or flight and um, but it's it's an it's it's been transformed it's completely different and so that's why it's still a powerful motivator and to talk about the other principles you know once you learn how to master fear let's say and then then you can go further to desire to to create something right because once the comfortable or, or once things are being comfortable Right, you you are um, let's say you can you've been taking care of shelter of fire and food. Now you can relax and you can get into the comfortable. Right, so that's when desires start coming up and and do things, do other things, and and to survive. The reason uh, maybe I have to say this first is that the seven principles you can compare them with the with the seven chakras. Really, right? This is this goes through the whole body. And so we exist of these seven principles. And that's really how I got up, you know, I, I, how I came up with these seven principles uh, and, and linked to my fear and to desire the passion. You know, I, I'm a very passionate person because a lot of people around me, my surroundings are as well. And so uh, that when you can create something, right, which, which is the second chakra, right, then you, you can transform that to self-confidence, to self-power. And, and once you've got self-power and you, you, you've got the, the self-confidence to, to create to, and to let fear push you in a positive way, man, it's like the heart chakra opens up. There's love. You can give. There's so much to give, right? You've got desire. You've got that confidence to share that desire. So that's giving. That's gratitude. That's love. And once you're giving you are also expressing. So that's the fifth principle. And the more you can express, the more feedback you will get. Because that's communication, what that's all about. And then that is transforming to understanding because knowledge is power, but it's like, like Tony Robbins says, applied knowledge or application or execution trumps knowledge, right? And we learn by osmosis, we learn by doing, by combining, by feedback. You know, like Ty Lopez says, make war with a multitude of counselors. Man, I think, you know, that's... Uh, and then all of that leads to consciousness, to being aware. The, the better we are aware of ourselves, the more we can analyze our environment. And that, that those are the seven principles. That's actually... I, I, I love how you showed each one building upon itself. Yes. Because it's it's one of those like the the consciousness will never be truly achieved without everything else coming before it. Mm. Uh, and, and that understanding, just allowing that to flow. I, lo I love how that just kind of flows up the body and the expression of the chakras, but in a very simple manner. Like this is an easy uh, way to understand that. Now, 
with the natural warrior tribe like do you want to share like is this is this something you'll use with clients a lot then that you're working with uh or how do you implement all of this then as well well actually it's uh i just created that so i'm uh i'm starting to apply that with my clients and i'm seeing the benefits of it because once you know i i got started seven months ago and uh you know, you, you constantly learn, you constantly improve these things, right? So you start off with a system like a, a fixed system, uh, which we got, you know, and I think you are at the Czech Institute as well. So yes. you get provided with, with certain tools in your on your tool belts, right? And so once you start applying them, you start to make, you know, make them own, you start to own them. And so that's what has happened. I've transformed these and I'm, I just created them right now. Uh, and so uh, now it's, it's, it's time to apply these with everyone around me. So, and I mean, of course, like the whole seven months, I've been applying them with my clients and out of that experience that also came, you know. So, for instance, how do I apply that is... What we get is, is we, we get a, a questionnaire which helps us identify certain zones or, you know, we, we talked about the chakras. They, they can also be, you know, referred to as the zones, you know, the heart is, is the fourth zone. So we know when there's a problem with, with relationships, with expression, we can help that person by doing, you know, certain breathing exercises, certain strength exercises or, uh, you know, the thing I, I wrote in my book, like the identifying your why, identifying your values. So it's really all about identifying where problems situate and then applying what you've learned, applying these seven principles, you know, and understanding that these seven principles are really, they, they can't be separated. You know, if there's something wrong with zone four, there's probably something wrong with zone five or three as well. So. Yeah, it's, it's what it's about. So you had mentioned uh, exercise in there a few times, like whether it be breathing, whether it be a strength training exercise. How about what does your movement practice look like currently? I know you've done martial arts, but uh, is that still what you're practicing? Are you doing a lot of other things? How does that look for you? Yes, well, I kind of get my energy from moving, right? But really intense, right? So I need to practice each day. And so what I do is when I get up in the morning, when I meditate, I also, you know, move. I, I do yoga at, in the, at the same time while I'm listening to Holosync. So I get my half hour of yoga in the morning. And then in the afternoon, I, I will probably do a workout, which is strength training. Uh, I follow programs uh, by Eric Wong, you know, which is one of my mentors and uh someone I really appreciate, someone I, I look up to. He's uh, an MMA coach. Uh, we've been working together and we've, you know, we've, uh, we've known each other for, or I've been following him for three, four years right now. So I do that and that's really specifically for my martial arts. And then uh, on Tuesdays, on Thursdays and sometimes even Saturdays, I do karate, I do full contact. So, yeah, movement is a, is a huge part of, of my life, yeah. That's excellent. Now, you talked about, like, the yoga first thing in the mornings. Uh, do you have a specific morning routine, maybe, like, the first 
hour to two hours of your day where it's always kind of a, a set thing that you follow? Oh yeah, for sure. What, I mean, what does that look like then? Let me first say that I'm a huge fan of morning routines. Um, I think they set your day and I once heard uh, Charles Pollockin say that they determine the neurotransmitters for the whole day. So, I mean, it, for those of you who are listening to this program, I mean, like, if, if there's one powerful thing that you can apply in your life, it's, it's the morning routine. It's like the most powerful thing I've ever learned. So, um, my morning routine is really at 5.30, my alarm clock goes, and it's, uh, it has to be like a reggaeton tone or something, something that, or salsa, something that makes me dance out of bed, you know, it's like, or I wake up and I hear those, I hear these, uh, these words, mm, sometimes, ta, 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 and you know, it's like, I sing, I sing along. Right? <laughs> I love that. So I dance out of bed, literally. <laughs> that, that's the tone for the whole day, you know? So, and then I go downstairs, I drink half a liter of water uh, and go up uh, to my meditation room, uh, meditate for one hour. I do, as I mentioned, I do Holosync and yoga. After that, I uh, listen to Brian Johnson, half an hour, you know. Um, I follow the routine by, by Ty Lopez, so in the morning he listens to uh, uh, classics like Marcus Aurelius, Nietzsche, uh, Epictetus, stuff like that, you know, to get your mind going. Uh, after that, you know, I take a cold shower, like a real cold shower, because I've been doing the Wim Hof method, and so the Iceman, so, so learning how to manipulate cold, how to awaken your inner fire inside. Uh, so a 10 minute really, really cold shower, which really ignites you, which is super powerful. So you get out there, it's like you, you took uh, 20 grams of cocaine, not that I know what that is, <laughs> I took cocaine, but I guess that's what it does. Uh, and um, then I eat, I arrive here at 8 a.m., 8.15 and I start working. That's my morning routine. All right, so many questions just even out of that. Uh, first one I have to go with, uh, if, if, if not cocaine, what else would be, uh, another one of your vices? Uh, just something that you like, like, you know, that maybe isn't the best for you, but you still enjoy, whether that be a food, uh, just something you do. What is, what does a vice come out to be for you? Man, a vice. Uh, the first one would be definitely listening to salsa music, like Colombian atmosphere, uh, ambient music uh, because it reminds me of the time I, I lived in Colombia and uh, I miss it I really miss it like I miss the sun I miss the people and salsa and reggaeton is like are like the only things that can ignite that same passion like that same smile on my face you know uh, the second one would be definitely like um, nuts hazelnuts like roasted hazelnuts uh, why because you know, because of my fungus and parasite, I still have to eat a certain diet. I can't eat sugar, grains, nor potatoes, nor fruits and stuff like that because otherwise I get problems. So nuts are like the only things, they're like my uh, guilty pleasure, let's say. Right. No, absolutely. Exactly. So that... I would say is, is like a vice, yeah. So now, do you do you enjoy them by themselves? Do you like to have them with something, like as a compliment, or is it just like 
Hey, give me a handful and just let me enjoy it even. <laughs> well, let me tell you, and this is probably not the healthiest advice that you will get, uh, <laughs> but I eat a, a, a whole bag of hazelnuts just by themselves, you know, and that's like, I think it's a vice, right? So, and I know that's not too healthy and that if, if that, you know, that could cause problems, but at the moment I'm doing fine and, uh, you know, it's, it's the 20% that I do whatever the hell I want, you know. So, yeah, I, I take them by myself. I just, uh, there's like a, a small routine or a ritual in, in and of itself. I've been writing my ebook lately. And so what I do is, you know, I come, I arrive here, take my, my tea. And then uh, whilst I'm writing, I'm eating these nuts. It's like, uh, it, let's say it's, it's kind of a fuel. I like the texture and to bite on them. It's like, and it, it gets me going. So... Now you said before you leave the house, you have your breakfast. What does your breakfast usually consist of? <laughs> it's not your all typical uh, breakfast. Um, it's uh, it can consist of a steak with three eggs, uh, some carrot juice, and uh, lots of vegetables. Yeah, that's what my breakfast looks like. So, you know, I think. Uh, your breakfast, uh, and some of you might agree, some of you might don't, but to me at least, that's when I feel best is when I eat like my biggest meal at breakfast and uh, sometimes it makes me even, you know, shout like, ah, let's get the fuck going, right? Can I, oh, sorry, can we swear on this? You just did, so it's not, yes, you can, absolutely. Don't I'm worry sorry. about it. Yeah, okay. So. Hey, I, w I want you to be your passionate, authentic self because other than that, it, it, right. it wouldn't be a real interview, right? Like, we wouldn't be getting to know the real MBDB. So that's what it's all about. <laughs> that's all right. Sorry for those people that got offended by my fuck, but, you know. <laughs> they'll, they'll learn. They'll learn. It'll, they'll still be able to get through it. It's okay. All right. So going back, I wanted to talk about Colombia. You want to share that experience? What was that like for you? How long were you there? What were you doing? Well, let me tell you that Colombia... Uh, is is a very special place. Um, not only because I love the people, but also because of you know the love of my life lived there. Let's say uh, we broke up now, but um, I purchased. Let's say I purchased um, the love back then. So so I got to know this girl right once. I was living in Spain and so all great stories also. start with a girl here, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I mean, so intrigued. I'm sure you've got next. lots of them as well, man. <laughs> so, uh, so you know, she added me on Facebook, and uh, I saw her, and I was, you know, I was completely in love. And I said, I said to my friend, I remember telling my friends, like, "Listen, dude, I don't know this girl, but she's gonna be mine." And so, you know, things happened, and uh, I had to go to Ecuador. Was an English teacher down there, and I said, you know what, Ecuador is pretty damn close and I actually went to Ecuador to get to meet her which is pretty crazy um, and I don't think she knows that but you know uh, and so I uh, and then I said I will visit Colombia you know and so we got to meet each other and boom from the first day we met it was complete love and so after Ecuador I went to Colombia lived there for six months and man I mean it's like the salsa the girls the people, the food, the sun, and almost everybody that I know 
that went to Colombia says Colombia is the best country I've ever been to because it, it has everything. Like I said, right? So the people, the way they, they talk to you, the way they treat you, the, the smiles, the music. There's, there's constantly, you know, happy people walking around. Although they sometimes don't even have that much money, but they know how to deal with that. They have a special way uh, of dealing with adversity. And maybe that's something that attracts me in Colombia as well, you know, because that's what I'm all about as well. So, um, yeah, so lived there for six months and then um, had to come back because I was illegal in Colombia after six months because I didn't, you know, prolong my visa. Came back, but uh, still had the relationship with the girl, like, uh, during five years and, and always went back for two weeks and uh, went back there for eight times. So spent, like... 100 to 500 hours on on airplanes but uh colombia is worth it colombia is worth it yeah now you spoke about happiness what what would you say is your definition of happiness <laughs> all right that's uh man let me think about that for a while because i want to i want to get that across really well right so Happiness is, is doing what you love with your full being, fully aware. You're fully aware that you are enjoying that experience at the moment. And you do it with your whole heart. That's happiness. Being fully aware of what you're doing with your whole heart. That's happiness. I want everybody just to, to soak that in for a second. Because if you can find happiness... Life's pretty damn good. Like it, it's tough to beat past that point. Uh, yeah. I, I think that is an excellent explanation of that. Uh, so what what are some things that just make you happy? What are things that you absolutely love to do? This talking to you, man. It's, uh, I love it. This is great. Yeah, really. Uh, interaction with people uh, is. You know, I'm, I'm a, I've done the, I uh, can't remember how the test is called, but it's, it's by Carl Jung, and it's a, a type test, a personality type yeah, test. I think it's and the Myers-Briggs. Sorry? Myers-Briggs test. I know that's one of them out there that's very yeah. similar. I think that's Jung-based, if I'm not could be, mistaken. Could be. Well, I did it yesterday, and I came out as an extrovert, intuitive, PF, or type or something. Yeah, right? I think that's the Myers-Briggs test, absolutely. Right. Okay, cool. So, being an extrovert... I like interaction with people and showing what my talents are, changing the world, but also receiving lots of love from people. So I love the constant flow of energy. I notice that, you know, I'm also, in a way, I'm an, also an introvert. Like when I'm here in my office, I can work for hours all by myself. I can sit by myself. Sometimes I need time for myself. But... I have to charge myself completely by just talking to someone. I can feel that. If I do that at night, I can't sleep. Just being with someone, it's like, ah, I can't sleep, man. So, uh, and doing talks, like presentations, workshops, motivational speaking, that makes me happy. And, you know, creating my ebook was one of the best things I've ever done, like the last weeks really doing consistently, doing your work consistently over and over again. I get happy when I see like the results 
you get momentum, you, you see that you've accomplished something and that gets you going, makes you even more passionate. And I would say really giving to people is what makes me happy as well. Like if there's something I can contribute to someone, then, then I feel really, really happy. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. And even we're talking about like focusing on your strengths. So like, what is it that your family and friends uh, see you as being just absolute world class at? What are you better at than everybody else? Uh, I think they would say the energy that I bring in the room. And, and this refers again to the speaking, to the, to the public speaking, to really, I have, I think I have, they would say that I have the capacity to change someone's state to an optimistic state. Because um, that's what I'm. That's what I always do. Like uh, I always seek to find the best um, in someone and to to elevate his state. So that's that's what I'm good at. Yeah. And I, I've definitely noticed that in your videos, and uh, I, I can absolutely see that. Now, is is this like I, I haven't seen that your ebook was out yet? Is it yet or? As a matter of fact, man, like five minutes before we started talking, I. I finished it completely and it's time now to send it to the graphic designer and like in well, one can, can you give us some insights on it here because probably by the time that this goes live people people will be able to check this out so i'll make sure to have that link in the show notes but you have any insights any uh any little uh, tidbits on what, what we're about to see come out yes sir uh some sneak peek yeah uh, well it's it's called uh, the four steps to conquer anxiety okay so um, it's basically everything that happened in my life put into experience and the experience I had and all the things I've learned to overcome my panic attacks, that's what I put in there. And uh, these four steps, um, let me tell you that they will help you to understand your uncertainties in life, your doubts. Uh, and it's, it's basically everything that I've learned the last it's my life and and everything that i can do my gifts to to the world to to help them overcome their anxiety pain whatever and so we talked about the morning routine so there's a way to establish morning routine in there uh there's there's some there's a meditation in there to get relaxed a tool to to deal with anxiety in the moment, right? So a step-by-step -step guide that tells you, okay, how to how to deal with the process, how to deal with that with that fear in the moment, in and of itself, and really do the thing. Uh, and many, many, many other tips on getting to know yourself, getting to know the environment, how to get through the process, how to establish habits, willpower. I mean, I've really uh, tried my best in that book to, to get everything that I can outside. And I'm thinking, and, and that I mean, I'm not even thinking, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm just going to give it away. Why? Because I see this as my gift to the world, right? And so uh, I want people to really benefit from that. Yeah. Excellent. Well, what, like I said, I'll have to make sure... Uh put some links in the show notes to that or just heading over to uh, natural warrior tribe there checking that out that that'll be fantastic for everybody so thank you for sharing that uh, you. all right let's let's switch gears here for a second uh, yes. what is what is the best health related purchase you've made in the last year for say under fifty dollars 
Wim Hof method, bar none. $150 on the spot. Like Wim Hof method is, is a revolution. <laughs> Be, because, you know, it, it combines a method of tumo meditation, cold shower therapy, and um, commitment. And the breathing exercise, really, I went from able to hold my breath for just 50 seconds to holding it for 3 minutes, 44 seconds, to take 10-minute cold showers, uh, which, you know, I, I love Colombia, like I said. I love those temperatures. I was, in any way, was I someone who could withstand the cold. And now, you know, I can go outside just shirtless when it's like zero degrees Celsius, right? Um, and it doesn't bother me. And, and it, I think it helped me in a way to overcome like uh, my fungus and parasite as well. So it's a really, really powerful method. Really, really, yeah. And another, actually, one of my good friends is, he started it, it's probably about a month now, and uh, some of the exact same things you've been saying, like that's, it, word for word, like that's how he was saying it too, like uh, this is something you might have to look into. Because uh, I've been thinking about it, I got his book uh, to read, I was going to check that out. But I might yes. even just have to just dive in, like, because the method is online. Like, it's it's some like videos and lessons there, correct? Yes, correctly. It's a ten week program with videos, okay. uh, and Wim Hof is a crazy old dude. But I've listened to him speak a few times, and it, he's just he's amazing, flat out awesome. Yeah, I mean, yes. the things that he can mentally he can accomplish physically because of his mental strength is amazing. Yep, completely. Yep, 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 totally. So, Michael, you've traveled around the world. Like, you, you've been a bunch of different places here. What are some of the things that stand out? Like, from where you've traveled, what, what stands out as far as health? Like, what are some of the big things that you notice, like, that people do, that different countries do, that kind of sets them apart? Because uh, you talked about, hey, the Colombians, they're very happy people. Like, just, it seems almost a natural thing. So, I think there, but are there any other habits, any other things that you've seen uh, that people do? Oh, man. Um... I think the uh, keeping things simple is, is one of them. Uh, just as, you know, we here in Belgium, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but in the States we tend to overcomplicate things and get lost in our heads. And uh, in, in countries like Philippines, that's like the one that pops up in my head. Okinawa, not so, not so much Japan in and of itself, but Okinawa in particular, Colombia, Costa Rica, and Cuba, the thing I noticed there is that they're so, they can be happy with just a small thing, with a cigar or with a, a glass of wine or, you know, but not happy in our kind of way, like, oh, yes, no, they really radiate that happiness, right? And uh, they laugh, they sing, they dance, they keep it simple, they, they just need a little bit of dance and they're happy for the whole week, you know, that's, uh, and they smile all the time, all, all the time. So I think that's, that's a, a huge one that helps these people because I know for a fact that in Colombia, they use the smile, they use humor because in the nineties, uh, there were some problems with a sir called Pablo Escobar <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and a lot of war going on, and they they uh, they told me that 
people that Colombians they have a, a really weird sense of humor, but they use humor all the time, all the time, uh, just to let's say as a kind of a cure for their for their pain and suffering, their you know uh, lack of money and and stuff like that, like a food. So I think they learn, and that's what they taught me at least. Yeah. I like it. I think that's something people can take is simplicity and just enjoying like here, my, I, I have yes. a bottle of water, just appreciating that, just exactly. something that simple. Uh, it Gratitude. doesn't have to be the yes. fanciest water under the sun. It doesn't have to be out of this like special, like whatever. I can appreciate this. I can sit back, I can enjoy it and just know what it's doing for me. Uh, yes, but I guess you could do that with just about anything if you're really aware of it. And, and take that simplicity to heart. Exactly. And, and it's something I talk about in my book as well. It's like establish an evening routine. And in that evening routine, you think about three things that you can be grateful for, right? Because we, we take things for granted. It's like, I've got this plant standing here. But man, that plant is alive. It's beautiful in and of itself. You, it's being gifted by someone to you. Uh, and as well, you know, there's something crazy going on. There's this little seed and all of a sudden there stands a whole plant right in front of you. Blue, white, yellow, red colors. You know, it's, it's like the plant is literally saying, yo, I'm here, man. But you're like, that's just a stupid plant, right? No, it's like, wow, thank you for these colors. Thank you for like opening up. That's because that's what a plant does. That's what a seed does. It opens itself up to the world. We, there's so much that we can learn from a, from a simple plant. And just that fact, you got to be grateful for, right? Now, what else, is, uh, what else makes up your evening routine then? I ask myself, what did I learn today? What, what's one thing I learned today? The second thing is, what did I improve today? The third thing is, what did I contribute to someone? And the fourth thing is, what could I have done better? And the, and the fifth thing are the three things to be grateful for. So, and that's what I do. And mostly I will as well write my agenda for the day after. I go to bed, I light a candle. It's nine o'clock, all lights go out, um, and I, uh, I read a book. Right? So, yeah, the last weeks I've been reading only biographies. Whose biography are you reading right now? Steve Jobs. That is an amazing book. I, I think any of the Walter Isaacson books have just been incredible. I've read, uh, yes. I think, all but the Kissinger one, which I got my dad. I'm going to have to get that okay. one from him. But I think they are all absolutely fantastic. Yep. Completely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any others that have really uh, spoken home with you, like that you've just really, really enjoyed that stood out above others? Barack Obama and Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, uh, who Do you know who the authors were on those? If Paul. not, even maybe send them over to me and I'll put those in the show notes so everybody oh, can check them out. Yes, I will oh, do that. I, I can't remember. Uh, I, I just, I, I remember um, having to read them at first for my thesis, right? So I did my thesis about the, uh, the comparison in, in oratory skills between Martin Luther King Jr. and uh, Barack Obama, uh, which was very interesting. But, you know, I kind of read them just, just because of the thesis. But now I, I reread them and I'm like, inspiring, <laughs> inspiring. 
Okay, so then going off of that, who is somebody that you would most like to meet? Or even going in the past, who is somebody that you would most like to have met? Let me think. I'm meeting Paul Cech in May, which is somewhat something I really, really looked forward to. But like really, really meet the Dalai Lama. Yes, the Dalai Lama. As a matter of fact, like it's my dream. It's not, it's not my dream. I, I will accomplish that dream. I don't know if it's going to be the current Dalai Lama, but I want to work together with the Dalai Lama and establish projects all over the world, retreats where people, you know, can come and train in a natural gym environment to explore their natural instincts in a, a martial arts room so that they can develop courage and heart, no mind, kind of a active meditation, a motivational speaking all so that they can get inspired, motivated to take action, an education all, and a meditation hall where they can reflect upon everything they've learned. And so I want to do that together with the Dalai Lama. That's like a big dream of mine. Uh, and just just him. I, I, I met him like from really far away uh, a couple of years ago. And, I, and then I said, I need to meet that person in person. We need to work together. Something told me that. So, and that's what, um, that's what I want to do. All right, so if anybody out there is listening to this and has any type of connections to help out Michael here, uh, make sure that you reach out to him, help him out, because you can hear by the passion in his voice about this, that this would be an amazing thing to share with the entire world. Yes, indeed. So, Michael, what would you consider your most unusual habit? Unusual habit? What, what do you mean? What would you... How would you... Uh... Something that most people maybe would consider to be unusual is that you just think of as, hey, that's part of your daily life, that's part of your routine. Man, you ask really, really good questions. <laughs> you think uh, an unusual habit. Well, I think putting down or, or, or going to sleep at nine is a really unusual habit for most people. And I agree, like... For me, that seems like just a logical, simple thing to do. I'm with you on that, but I understand where when I when I tell people that, they like they'll just kind of look at me like, okay, like that's that's cool. Uh, some people do go to bed early, but yeah, you, a lot of times you do get an unusual response to that for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So I mean, going off of that question, uh, this might be. The same answer, this might be something different. What is something that you believe that others think is just insane? And that could be like health-related or just really about any topic. Hmm. What is something that I believe other people think is insane, right? I don't so know. If, if I may, like something that I'm picking up for you would be almost that everybody can truly be happy. And I think a lot of people would think of that as being something that's all right, that's insane. Like, that's never going to happen. But why? That's, that would be my only answer to that, or my only thing to say would be, why not, right? Yes, man. That, I, I agree. I agree. It's like, when you tell people, like, uh, listen, you can control your mind. You can put your focus wherever you want. Some people say, like, no, nah, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. It's like, those people are so caught up unfortunately still in their own heads or and don't even feel their own bodies that 
they're not aware. So they, they, and we talked about the fact that when, if you are not aware of yourself, you cannot analyze your environment as much as other people. So you are controlled by the environment, literally. So it's really, you can control it to a certain extent, right? There are always other forces that control us, like the Newton's law, for instance, gravity. But, you know, there, there are certain things I don't we can't... You could get into a whole argument with some physicists. They're like, Newtonian physics, not necessarily the uh, only way uh, that the universe well, works. Of course, right? That, that's, that's for sure. Uh, but in the end, Mother Nature always laughs last. We all die, so you can't control that, right? You, you, maybe you can postpone it for a certain amount of time, but there are certain things that you have to accept that are just that. You know, for instance, uh, there will always be obstacles in life, and people fight with that. It's like, no, these obstacles shouldn't be on my damn road. It's like, this is life. The grind is life. Right, so embrace it. It's like I say in my ebook, embrace it, man. It's, it's this is, and it, you you got to be excited about that. The fact that there's an obstacle means that Mother Nature, your body, God, the universe, whatever, is telling you, listen, MVDB. Here's some things that you have to uh, put some attention to because that's an area that you've forgotten about. So it's like Paul Cech says, it's the pain teacher. So if you're having health issues, if you're struggling financially, it's a good way of, of the universe telling you, hey, here's some attention needed. You better make sure you master it. So it's a gift, really, right? So No, I, I can really appreciate that because, like you said, the obstacle is there to overcome. Like if you didn't have any of the obstacles on that road, you should be kind of walking along, probably pretty bored doing things like yep. overcoming it. Like that's where that's what's going to light your passion, light your fire. Like you have a tremendous obstacle to be able to not only meet the Dalai Lama, but to set up, collaborate, do all of this that you want to do. Like that's, of course, that's an obstacle, but that's something that can completely drive you as a fantastic obstacle to have in front of you. So it doesn't have to be looked at as a negative thing. That is well put, man. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Yes, yes. Excellent. So, Mike, what is your vision for a healthy future? What do you think health will really look like in 10 years, in 100 years from now? <laughs> that is a really good question. And if, But I think really people are becoming more conscious of what health means to them. I think we will just have a more divided uh, vision. So, like, what's happening right now is... On one side, people are becoming even more fat, even more unhealthy. And on the other side, the other extreme, we've got people that are extremely healthy, that are really looking after their health, that are conscious. So I think that's only going to get further away. The, the road will split only more and more and more. So uh, especially with the world population increasing, uh, we will have a broader spectrum of that. And... Um, Unfortunately, a lot of people will un be unhealthy, but that's, you know, that's good for us. We've got more to do then, right? So Just another obstacle in the way to help people overcome, I yes. guess, though, right? Exactly. Yeah, correct. Yeah. 
So Michael, I, again, coming to the end of the show here, and I want to be respectful of your time. So a couple last questions. One of the ones I always ask people is, who would you want to hear on this podcast? And what is it that you would want to either ask them or hear them talk about? Uh, I would say the Dalai Lama to, to talk about the interconnection of all things and all beings. That would be a really good topic to share his thoughts on that interconnection of all things and all beings. What do you think he would say about that? That um, awareness is key and that you've got to be able to recognize yourself in the plant, like, like I said. Okay, so now it's, this might become weird for some people, right? <laughs> Here, here's the part that others think it's insane, but don't worry about it. Keep going. This is what I love to dig into. Yes, so, you know, just as the plant shows its beauty, the fact that you can recognize that beauty tells something about you, and that is the interconnection between you and the plant, because you share the same, uh, you share that same beauty. You can recognize the beauty inside of the plant, which is communicating its beauty, which is expressing its beauty, and the fact that you recognize that means that you both share that same beauty. That's great. Thank you very much for that. Yes, you're welcome. So last thing, uh, what is the one non-negotiable health habit you have that you never compromise on? But before you answer that, uh, everybody's going to have to go check out the show notes, uh, find out more about MVDP, Natural Warrior Tribe, and make sure checking out his ebook. Uh, I'll have all the links for that. Um, but what else, where, where can our listeners find more about you? What, 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 uh, where should they go check you out, whether it be on YouTube, Facebook, just your website, all of the above? Yes, yeah, so Facebook, they can add me, obviously, Natural Warrior Tribe, uh, or add me on, you know, the whole name, Michael Vanden Vossa. Twitter, at Coach underscore MVDB. Uh, I'm really active on Snapchat as well. I'm having tons of fun there. So that's at MVDB Snap. Pretty easy. Uh, I'm on YouTube as well, Natural Warrior Tribe. Uh, and Instagram, um, well, that's a, that's a harder one. It's Michael VD Bossa. But we'll put that, you know, down there. And the website, obviously, www.naturalwarriortribe.com. Yes, sir. Excellent. MVDP. Thank you so much. This has been just an amazing interview. Uh, I hope yeah. listeners get a lot out of this. Uh, I have a lot of stuff for myself even to, to think about, to check out. So I appreciate your time and you just have a fantastic day. Thank you very much, man. I think what you're doing is, is incredible. And uh, I really uh, you know, wish you well on your path. And everybody listening as well. So I mean, uh, this has been great, and I wish everyone well, and check out this guy's stuff, so it's, it's cool, yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you, man. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to go check on your brain health by going over to barenakedhealthpodcast.com and taking the free brain quiz. By doing so, you can get a free copy of my book, The Four Morning Secrets to Perfect Brain Health, shipped to your door. Also, please head over to iTunes to give the Bare Naked Health podcast a positive comment and a five-star rating. This really goes a long way in getting the word out and helping to share the podcast with others.